570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Later this hour, our NFL insider, Vinny Bonsignor, will jump on the show. Rams made a move today. Uh, we think it's a good one. Sony Michelle acquired from New England. Running back. They need a running back. We also told the story of Matthew Stafford and how that came down when he ran into, unexpectedly, Sean McVay in Cabo. So I'm sure Vinny will uh, fill us in on some of that later on, Rodney. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And Fred, I just wanted to take a quick moment just, just to give a, 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 a shout out to, uh, to our, our, our Mako. I don't, uh, I told you, Freddie, you know this, but our, our, we had to put down our, our rescue pit bull last night, uh, Mako, who we got five and a half years ago, and it was, it was tough on all of us. We, you know, as you know, you have pets. Anybody has yep. pets, they're part of the family, especially you know, uh, partial to dog, but people have cats and and other types of animals and you're, you're, you're close to them if you have them in your house. And, and our dogs have been always have been. And, and to let him go, uh, last night, uh, w- was tough, but it was, it was necessary because he was suffering. I just, I wanted to say this to, to people out there cause we, we've been going through a tough situation with him for the last month. And as, as, as humans going through COVID and, you know, worrying about health with everyone. Um, there's a lot going on with animals as well, and a lot going on with uh, veterinarians and hospitals for pets, and and all those things that that we sometimes take for granted because during the COVID, we're worried about human lives and we're worried about overrun hospitals. Well, veterinary clinics and hospitals for pets are overrun as well, and and I'm just encouraging each and every one of you to to advocate advocate for your pet um because had we not uh it it could even been worse for mako um but at the end of the day uh unfortunately for us we weren't able to get that diagnosis soon diagnosis as soon as we would have liked and had a little bit of a runaround and 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 thank god we I'm I'm married to a mama bear who is not is going to be relentless on everyone. We went to three different clinics and three different doctors and and uh, not getting the results that we wanted to, getting the answers that we wanted to, and eventually we did. Um, but at that point, it was uh, you know uh, it it was not a, a good diagnosis for Mako, and and he was suffering, and and we had to do what we had to do. But uh, I just wanted to to throw that out there because. Don't wait for something bad to happen uh, with your pet. Make sure you stay up on it and make sure you're, you have the right uh, care for him or her uh, before something bad happens. Well, uh, my heart goes out to you. Um, we've been through that. We've always had yeah. little dogs. We have rescues now. Um, and there's nothing more difficult yet more honorable than making the decision you guys made. Yeah. Because really... The only thing our pets want to do is love us unconditionally. That's it. That's why yep. they're here. They love us unconditionally, and they expect us, in return, 
to watch out for them and for us to realize when they can't go on. Yeah. It breaks your heart. It rips you to shreds. You were there. I I, I have been there, and it, it's it's really painful, but you did the noble thing. I'm sorry you had to do it. Um, I'm sorry Holly and the kids had to go through it. Like I said, we know we can empathize. Yeah. And um, you you did the right thing. And I just want yeah, and I want to also say thanks thanks for the the pouring of support from people we got on you know posted several pictures of him on social media and a lot of people chimed in and and like you just said, Fred, a lot of people have if you have a pet at some point you're gonna probably have to go through something similar or some situation like this. So um, I thought some prayers with other people out there because we got a number of people said we just did the same thing two days ago or yeah. three days ago or last week. So um, it's never, never easy. So I just uh, I just wanted had to give a shout out to him because it, it has affected our whole family this week and it's been it's been tough. And last night was uh, was extremely tough. But um, but we, uh, you know, he's 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 in a better place now and he's not feeling the pain anymore. So that's a good thing. And also, when you talk about vets right now and diagnosis, I, I will throw this out, and I don't know how many pet owners have experienced this, but because of the pandemic, uh, I have called and tried to make appointments at different vets for uh, our rescues. And do you know, these veterinarians say this, A, okay, if you make the appointment now, we can get you in in two weeks. Yeah. Well, that doesn't work. Right. Why? Why is that? Well, we had three of our doctors leave. Yeah. During the pandemic, a number of doctors, a number of vets, basically moved, stopped, uh, changed, and I think there's a shortage of them right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a short of it. A lot of people. Yeah. When when certain things stopped, when certain businesses stopped, a lot of a lot of people didn't come back. And a lot of vets changed and, and didn't want to come back, so they are understaffed and and, uh, and and overworked for sure. And another issue that we found out, Fred, that was happening was there were a lot of people that <clears throat> that got rescues during the 2020 year, during the pandemic, the hardcore of it, to just have some companionship. And so uh, they went and got a lot of rescues, and then kind of as they went back to work, where you know or the dogs got sick, they, you know, would take them to the vet and sometimes they would not go pick them up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it became so expensive to have that, have that pet. If they, especially if they were ill, they would not pick the pets up. So they became overrun. And, and so it became a difficult situation. I mean, we hear about it in, in hospitals where people with normal or typical illnesses that you can go in and see a doctor at a hospital you get you got to wait forever now because it's overrun with COVID patients. You know, so that's that's a tough thing. Yeah, I know that uh, we had a vet because you know we have moved and uh, we used to have a vet down in uh, near the Calabasas area in West Hills. Mm-hmm. Well, that that wasn't convenient, you know, to be able to right. drive down there. So we looked for another vet, and there is a, a hospital in Chatsworth. It's called Chad Oak. And Chad Oak works with the vet that we had in West Hills. And uh, one of our rescues, Remy, needed a shot, needed an allergy shot. So I called Chad Oak because they work together. I said, can I bring him in? They said, we'll put you on the list. We'll call you when we can. I said, okay, well, if I call at 8 in the morning, uh, when can I get in? 
you know, what time, right? So you can plan your day. I don't know, maybe a week. Maybe a week. And that was for the walk-in list. Maybe a week. Yeah. So uh, if you have a vet uh, and and you want to take care of your pets, and you do, you do, because you love them. All they are is little souls that mean everything to you, and they touch your heart. Uh, make sure you check in with your vet. Make sure you take please care check of your in pets. with your vet. See what the situation is. See how they're how they're running. If something were to happen, were you able to bring? Can you bring your pet in? It's uh, you really need to to plan ahead right now. Uh, and also, given what you said, and you know, once you suffer a loss like this, it takes a while to get over it. But this is the month that uh, NBC runs their clear the shelter programs throughout Southern California. Right. And the objective is. We want to get as many pets out of those shelters into loving homes as humanly possible. Uh, And there's a discount when you go in and get them. So if you're thinking about adopting, if you're thinking about a pet, if you're thinking about bringing a little soul into your life, this would be a really, really good month to do it. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you had obviously rescues. We have rescues. And uh, you know what? When you rescue a dog or a cat. Oh, they know. They do know, don't they? They know. And they give you all kinds of unconditional love. They, they really do. do know. They really do love. They give you all kinds of love. It's a it's a different it's a different experience when it you really rescue is. a dog. I, I agree with you, Rodney. Uh and you know, if you go get a senior pet, mm-hmm. you, you can't imagine the affection and the appreciation they show towards you. Yeah. Because they do know. They you know, what do dogs know? They know where they've been. And then they know where they're at. Right. Right. You know, so if you get a chance, uh, consider that. Again, our heart goes out to you, Holly, the kids. It's a tough thing, but it was the right thing. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, You look, when you played in the NFL, obviously you had an agent. That's fair to say. Yes. Okay. Did you have more than one? Did you switch agents throughout Uh, your career? I did. I did. Half. Half with one and half with the other. Okay. And um, is it safe to also assume, because in broadcasting, uh, there are people that represent those but it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad breakup. It wasn't any bad feelings. It was just to point out where I was and and where I was going and, and what uh, the new person could provide for me. So it wasn't, it wasn't an ugly breakup or anything like this. Okay. And when you have the agent, is it not fair to say this has to be one of the most trusted people in your life? They're controlling your career and your income. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially when you're young. Especially when you're young, and 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 I guess even even so more. I mean, as you as you play the game, you start to become more knowledgeable and more experienced about what you know, what are deal points, and what what do you want out of it. So you can you can kind of take more control. But young in your career on that first or second contract, yeah, you are totally relying on your agent to kind of do the right thing for you, or at least give you the right advice. And normally, agents represent many clients. It's not Correct. just you. Correct. Did you ever feel uh, at all in your career that while you were being represented, sometimes, you know, you got lost in the shuffle or I'm sorry, there's a bigger name on the other line. Yeah. And what do you do with that? Sometimes you change agents. Sometimes you let people let your agent know that uh, and sometimes you got to advocate for yourself. You know, you got to go in there and make sure that you are heard and that you are, you know, a, a priority. You know, it's it's the reason why a lot of, and I didn't know this until I I, I met Holly, uh, in in the acting world, in the entertainment world, 
not only do they have an agent, but they also have managers because of that reason. Because an agent will have 50 clients, 50 clients going out for a job. And a lot of them that say they want a, a young, attractive black female, right, for this job. And the agency may have 20 of those, right? And so the agency doesn't care which one gets it. They're fighting for all of you, but they, they're going to send you out there. They don't care which one gets it because the agency is going to get paid off of that deal. Whereas a manager has only got you to fight for. So the manager is actually going in there with the agent, going in there fighting and talking to the whoever's hiring, fighting for you directly in that job as opposed to the 20 other ones. You know, say, pick pick one of my 20. I hope that's all I care about. Whereas the manager said, no, pick my person. And so, so a lot of times, I think even now, you see a lot of guys that do have uh, managers on the side that handle a lot of the other stuff outside of the contracts. But that was that's not that's not the norm in, in sports. It's usually the agent that handles a lot of things. Yeah, and they're very successful agents. Baseball Scott Boris. Yes. But even he loses clients. Yeah. Because and they he got a, and he's got a lot of them, but his track record of getting the most for his clients is is what keeps him in business and makes him the best in the business. And I believe he does from a service standpoint, he does a lot for his clients. Well, okay, in the NBA, Rich Paul obviously started with LeBron. Well, he has built a very nice business for himself. He represents a number of people. Matter of fact, you know, last year's Lakers, he basically represented the team. Pretty much. You know, he's kind of the flavor of the month right now, Rich Paul. Yes. And, uh, you know, what happens is every month the flavor changes. But in that month, you can acquire a number of clients. Uh, and he did. He has. One of them is Nerlens Noel, uh, who plays center for the Knicks. Right now, he is suing Rich Paul for $58 million. $58 million because what he claims is Rich Paul advised him to turn down a long-term contract extension and then ignored attempts by teams to contact him about his client. He is suing for $58 million. Uh, he had a four-year deal for $70 million on the table, Rodney. This is what his claim is. But Paul pitched him as a client and said, no, no, you're a $100 million man. And you could receive a max if he was hired. He hired him. He wants $100 million. He didn't get that. As a matter of fact, he signed for $4.1 million the following summer after free agency. He struggled that year, suffered a thumb injury, or a thumb injury, I should say. And then he claims that Paul began to lose interest in him as a client. He hit unrestricted free agency in 2018. And he said neither Paul nor anyone at his agency, Clutch Sports, presented any offers or strategies. So inside of, instead of signing that max contract, he signed a league minimum deal with Oklahoma City because he was personally recruited by Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Solid season there, opted out in 2019, hit free agency, received no offers. Another league minimum contract with the Thunder would follow. But Noel says he learned from Brett Brown, his former coach with the 76ers, the Sixers attempted to contact Paul about signing Noel only to have any of their calls not returned. Noel claims he learned of other teams encountering the same reception. He sued him for $58 million. What's your initial reaction to that story, Rodney? Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of... A lot of other factors involved. When you hear somebody suing their agent for $58 million, you first, okay, and this is different, a little bit different now, 
because there's so many eyeballs and, and so many certifications and, and back when I started playing and coming out of college. But uh, you, your initial thought is, okay, the agent may have misappropriated or stolen some funds from him and, or yeah. something like that, that, okay, which has happened in the past, right? Where the guy looks up and like, where did my $30 million note go? And the agent ran off to T- Tahiti with it. Um, but this is not the case here. This is this is a case of he's suing for $58 million because the, Rich Paul apparently told him that he was a $100 million guy and turned down the $70 million. And then the following year, as I guess he was on pace for that $100 million, he had a bad year. Is that is that what happened in this? Uh, yeah. From what I'm understanding, it happened, and he had a bad year, so yeah. his stock dropped. And once his he didn't he had a bad year, had an injury, so it's almost like uh, it, it's almost like a Dennis Schroeder situation where you know 84 million dollars is on the table, you turn it down because he's getting advice saying you can you can you can get a hundred, and he doesn't get the hundred, he has a bad year. Now he's playing for five, and who is he mad at at the end of the day? Is he mad at the agent? Does he fire the agent? Does he sue the agent for giving him bad advice? Um, the returning of the calls, that's that's an issue. I don't know if it's worth $58 million, though. I don't know how that works. Uh, you know, if it's if it's he played lights out and these guys didn't advocate for him and deserved more, and he only got the league minimum when he – you know, performed on the court, then then maybe, um, but I don't know if it's going to be warranted getting fifty eight million dollars from your agent if he didn't do anything egregious. Right. The thing the thing I wonder in this is okay. Here's seventy million dollars. It's yours. Take it. Somebody says no, 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 no. You can get a hundred million. All right. I'm listening to you. I can get a hundred million. I didn't get a hundred million. It went sideways for me. Who's to blame there? Rodney, here's $70 million. I'm going to give it to you right now. Okay, thanks, Fred. Oh, wait a minute. Kevin just said, don't take that 70. I can get you 100. Isn't that on you to decide what you're going to do? It is. Ultimately, yes, it is. Because they can tell you, uh, look, look, you, you can get seven. Dennis Schroeder, uh, the same situation. Look, they're, they're, they've got it on the table for you right now. You're a young player. You can take this right now, but you wait. You wait one year. Don't sign that deal. Wait a young. Wait one more year, and you have the season that we think you're going to have. That's not seventy. That's a hundred million. That's a hundred plus million dollars you're going to get. So, ultimately, yes, the choice is yours. And for certain folks, you go. You you run that gamble and go. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm a wait a year. You know, I, I I'm I'm. Devin Booker, I'm waiting that year to get my max or whatever I got to do. You know what I mean? DeAndre Ayton, I don't know if I'm signing the one year. You know, I'm, I'm waiting a year uh, right now based on where I'm going and what happened in the playoffs. But certain guys, $70 million, a lot of money on the table. You got I think you got to take it. Dennis Schroeder should have took it. 84. 84 million on the table. You got to take, especially you're, you're not, you're not, all NBA. You're a six man of the year. You this is your first year coming in starting for a team that's ready to offer you in your first year here eighty four million dollars to be a part of this team that's got a chance to win multiple titles. 
take it and run. You're still in your 20s. You got a chance to make another contract after that. Absolutely take it and run. So, yeah, it ends up ultimately being on the, on the player, but, but sometimes it depends on how much influence or that agent has on you and how much he's in your life that you're going to rely on him. You know, Kawhi relies on his uncle. And and so he's he trusts his uncle for the decisions and and when it comes to business and signing contracts, it depends on how much you rely on. But ultimately, yeah, the decision will rely. And we're not talking about a sixteen-year-old kid. We're talking about you know somebody in their twenties. It, it relies comes back on you. Two o'clock, Alex Vesia, Dodger reliever, will be on the show. We're excited to have him. So much fun to watch. So enthusiastic. So he'll join us from San Diego at two. Up next, let's get into the NFL. The Rams move today. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Bogan and Rodney. That's right. On a hump day, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Wednesday. Coming at you. Doing it. Alex hey, Fred. Top of the hour. Yeah, Alex Bethier. Before we get to Vinny, can I give a shout out real quick? Because I'm sure you hear this too when you go out. But we were out on in, at Santa Monica on the promenade last week. But we uh, go to Dodger Stadium, go different places. I want to give a shout out to all the drivers out there. Okay. Amazon drivers, FedEx drivers, all the. We have several of them call the show all the time. Truck drivers. Because they're 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 listening all the time, I I don't go out where I don't hear from one of the drivers out there that have, that listen to our show when they're on the road. So I just want to give a shout out to all the drivers, and if you want us to give your name shout out, why don't you give us a tweet at Rogan and Rodney? We'll give you a shout out on the show. You know we will. Yeah, we will. And I think that was well said, Rodney. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. everybody that listens, but we do know, you know, we have drivers that listen, we have mail carriers that listen. Yeah, we yeah. have people that are outside all day long listening to the show and on the right. app, walking around. We have mail carriers listening on the app as they're delivering mail. We know that because they call and play the games. Correct. So we appreciate everybody listening to the show. Yeah, and hit us up. Rodney will give you a shout. Yes, absolutely will. It's well-deserved. Okay, let's bring on our NFL insider, our good buddy, Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny, how are you? I'm doing good. And to take that one step further, right behind the radio facility, is a FedEx uh, processing center and an Amazon processing center. And every single morning, those trucks uh, are, go- are are rolling down Raiders Way, yeah. uh, New Street here, as they get, you know, uh, to work. And, I, and, and I'm with you, Rodney. They're listening. Uh, All right, we're having some trouble with Vinny's signal. We're going to get Vinny to reconnect. Oh, he's back. He reconnected. Vinny, are you there? All right, let's, let's hook Vinny up. Let's get him to reconnect. Yeah, we, we have Vinny yeah. on something called the Comrex yeah. or something like right. that that Vic uses. And, and we know, yeah. you know, that it's crystal clear. Similar. Is it similar? It, well, it's an SIP. It, it's a tablet, I think, as Vic pointed out yesterday. <laughs> it's a tablet. It, it wasn't a Comrex. It was a tablet yesterday, if you remember correctly. Yes, yes. it's a tablet like mine. Yeah, it's a tablet like yours, but not exactly right. like yours, as he also pointed out yesterday. <laughs> and then he goes on with... Uh, I heard the top of their show, Petros and Money. And you know what yeah. they wanted to know? Was he on the Comrex? Oh, no, they were thrilled that he was on the Comrex. They said they got him the SIP tablet. And then they said, and uh, I think Matt asked him, well, did you thank Rogan and Rodney? 
And he goes, yeah, I thanked them. And he goes, for what? What did they do? We got you this. I thought, really? We've had the guy on for we, eight months. We, we, aren't we, aren't we all at AM570? Apparently we're or not. Did they, or did they come out of their pocket to get him one of those? That I don't know. Story. Oh, it didn't station. come out of their pocket? Oh, there you go. No, Matt from Engineering uh, built it. Exactly. No. Exactly. So okay. stop taking credit for what you didn't do. All right, let's bring Vinny back on. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right Vinny. So the Rams traded for uh, Sony Michelle. Rodney and I think that's a pretty good move. Uh, he was basically out of playing time in New England. I think he's the kind of guy that can help the Rams. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, they obviously they're they're down pretty big as far as running back goes. And they need some help. And he's a guy that has a great pedigree. I think he fits that system beautifully. Uh, there's a connection between him and uh, the Rams running backs coach. Uh, so from a playbook perspective, I think he'll be fine in that regard. And if you could go get a guy that good at this stage for what the Raiders or what the Rams are, are giving up to get him um, in this kind of a situation, I think that's a win-win. And I expect him to hit the ground running with the Rams. Yeah, and I said I, I liked him coming out of Georgia, and you know this, Vinny. Sometimes you get stuck in a system like he was in New England, where it's by committee. You never can kind of get your feet going, and you never get you know situated and and, and get into a rhythm uh, as a running back uh, there. And sometimes in a new situation, you, you your skills can kind of shine, and I think they will with the Rams. I completely agree, and he's going to get a lot of playing time as well. So between opportunity and the offense that he's coming to and, and what they ask of their running backs, all the versatile ways that they use them. Uh, I think that he comes to a perfect situation. I would imagine he's pretty happy right now. Our buddy Vinny Bonsignor with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM 570 LA sports. Let's talk general NFL. Uh, what do you make of the 49er quarterback battle, Vinny? Yeah. You know, I've been talking to some people about in the NFL about that. And, and it's just, it's, you know, at, at what point do the 49ers say, look, we want to win right now, and Jimmy Garoppolo may give us the best opportunity to do that. But at the same time, we're kind of looking at this in the long range, and, and to, to enhance the long range, you probably got to get Trey Lance out there as quickly as you possibly can to, to you know, get that process rolling down the, down the track. But then if you do that, you've got a $26 million a year quarterback sit, standing over there on the sidelines, and that's sometimes – a difficult conversation to have with your owner. Like we're paying this guy $26 million and he's on the sidelines. Uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Explain that to me. So, you know, train Lance, no question is the quarterback of the future, but right now the 49ers want to win and they've got $26 million invested in Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's creates a, a kind of a weird situation. And, and you can't, yeah, I understand the 49ers wanting to think long range, but if, if that's what you're going to do, maybe go find some uh, a trade partner for Jimmy Garoppolo if they haven't tried. Maybe try a little bit harder in that regard. Yeah. No, it's interesting because it, it, when healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo is a pretty good quarterback and wins football games. You know, and, and that's that's the only downside downside to him. Look, he's up 10 in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. And, and, and so that's a they win that game. It's a whole different story. But I, I get the, you know, oh, he's a shiny new toy. But what happens if, if Garoppolo goes out, stays healthy, and they win the first eight games? I mean, how, how do you – how do you? I know you're itching to get the new guy in there, but you still got a quality guy that can win games for you, win healthy. I completely agree. And, you know, uh, when, when you think about it along those terms, you're absolutely right. Garoppolo wins football games. I want to say they're 
22 and eight or something. They're, they're, they're a, a really good football team when Garoppolo is out there. The problem is he hasn't been out there consistently enough. And I'm sure that plays into the, into the equation, but maybe it'll be, you know, an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes type situation where Alex Smith played well enough to get the chiefs into the playoffs, but even that didn't obviously save him from losing his job to Patrick Mahomes because the very next year Mahomes is the quarterback and, and, and that's that. So that could be, the, the blueprint that the 49ers are, are following. But, man, $26 million is a lot of money. You want to win right now. But, Rodney, you bring up a great point. There's very good chance that Garoppolo is going to play well enough if he's out there to, to keep the 49ers in the hunt for something pretty darn special. At what point do you say, okay, but we got to go with the young guy because we're thinking about the long term, or, you just, or do you just put that off until next year? I don't know. It's a complicated situation. Uh, all right, Vinny, uh, Andy Dalton will start for the Bears against the Rams. You know, there are those in Chicago that say, we want to see Justin Fields. I kind of look at it like this. He's going to have his moment, but in a game like they're going to start with the Rams on Sunday night in national TV and that Ram defense, don't you want a veteran playing? Yes, I, I actually uh, agree with that. Um, and because you don't, you don't want to just throw Justin Fields to the, to the Wolves and um, first game Monday night in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. It's going to be packed. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere. So you probably do want a veteran steady hand uh, to, to, to be there. And if he gets, you know, thrown around a little bit, well, it's, it's Andy Dalton. It's on our future quarterback. It's just our, our bridge quarterback right now. So you can, you can justify it from that perspective. But I would imagine sooner rather than later, Justin Fields is going to be out there for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, no doubt. And what about all this talk? Uh, what happens in uh, – and, and this is to a greater point because we're seeing it in New England with Cam. Who knows what's going on with that situation and testing and COVID and all those protocols. You got Buffalo with some players going to be out, Cole Beasley being one of them who's very vocal about not the, the vaccine. Um, the New England situation with Mac Jones and Cam Newton is different than the ones we've talked about. I almost believe in – if the, you know – you might have to just go ahead and start Mac Jones and, and start that new era going in New England. Well, just look at Bill Belichick's track record. It didn't, you know, Tom Brady replaces Drew Bledsoe uh, after Drew Bledsoe got hurt and never looked back. Um, and, it, you know, that was a pretty controversial move at that point. Uh, let's not forget that. So, but Bill Belichick was like, this guy gives me the best chance to win. That's that. So, and with everything, with all the protocols and vaccination, non-vaccinated, that's something that everyone's going to kind of have to keep an eye on because look at it this way as well. The numbers are down right now. They're going up. That's why at Allegiant Stadium, you're going to have to show vaccination to get into Raiders games. There's other stadiums that are going to start doing the same thing. Um, we're not getting better. We're, it's, it's, there's, you know, with a Delta variant cropping its head up and, and, and challenging things, there's a lot to be concerned about. And the better teams, the, the, in terms of the vaccination, are going to be in a much better position to navigate uh, this, this this latest uh, wave that we're that we're experiencing. And it's just disappointing, to be perfectly frank, when you see guys like Cam Newton and and Cole Beasley and and some others, Kirk Cousins, you know, talking about what they're talking about about being non-vaccinated and some of the justifications that are that we're hearing from them. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I know Mike Zimmer in Minnesota has been adamant about this. It's driving him nuts with yeah. what happened with his team and what could happen with his team down the road. And they brought in experts 
talk to these players and he's like, you know, we've got experts. They're listening to something on the internet that doesn't make any sense. So just imagine being a coach wanting to get your best 53 out there on a weekly basis and having to deal with something like that. Yeah. If you're a coach wanting to get your best 53 out there, let's say you're not one of the best of the 53, but you're on the roster and you decide I'm not going to get vaccinated. Would it surprise you if they just cut that guy? No, absolutely not. Because what, what people need to understand is, um, what they can cause because of their non-vaccinated status and how that might affect people, guys that are vaccinated. So that's going to be a critical component. You hate to say that it's going to come down to that, but you know what? Welcome to everyday life now because there's businesses that are starting to mandate vaccination or else uh, in terms of employment. The NFL can't do that per se, but I would imagine if you're a general manager and you're a head coach and things are fairly equal, the vaccinated set, the vaccination status has to come into play. It just has to. Otherwise, we're being very naive to, if we think that it's not. Yeah, we are. We are, and, and it's and it's where it's going. And you know, I'm, I'm. And Fred asked the question. It depends on where you are. I mean, if you're obviously if you're Kirk Cousins for the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, you're harder to cut than, right. than the guy that's on special teams. But if it is that guy on special teams that is a marginal guy on the team, then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he he may be not be around very long. Vinny, uh, we talked about this story earlier um, with the Matthew Stafford and the Rams and the whole the connection down in Cabo with Andrew Whitworth meeting him and meeting and running into Matthew Stafford in Cabo and then Sean McVay's down there as well and they had the meeting at the pool with them and the wives and everybody. What do you know about that meeting down there? Yeah, you know who else was there was Kyle Shanahan from the San Francisco 49ers. He went to sleep. That's thinking right. That there was, yeah, and uh, he woke up the next morning a very angry, uh, angry man. Because you go to sleep thinking there's a possibility we might be able to get Matthew Stafford, which would solve a whole bunch of issues. Uh, and then not only did he not go to the Niners, he went to the Rams, for crying out loud. They're bitter rivals. So, um, yeah, it was a competitive situation out there in Cabo. And coincidentally, everybody that was anybody – was right there uh, in Cabo doing what you do in Cabo, but also taking care of some some serious business. And I'm sure, um, you know, ultimately the Rams paid the bigger price and, and they gave up a lot to go get Matthew Stafford. And watching him at practice, uh, I know there was a little bit of a rough day um, uh, Wednesday against the Raiders, but he came back and looked extremely sharp on, on Thursday. I know talking to some Rams people, they're ecstatic to have Matthew Stafford on their roster. And it was fortuitous timing for everyone to be there, for their decision makers and your big left tackle, uh, who's going to protect you know Stafford's blind side, I'm sure that eased a lot of concerns for Stafford because I don't think that he's played with a left tackle uh, as, as good as he is. And I'm I really am fascinated to find out where Matthew Stafford can take this team. And and it's kind of put up or shut up time for him in some ways because he's gotten a free pass in a lot of ways. Well, you know, you're playing in Detroit. They haven't done uh, him right. Uh, he's an elite quarterback, but because of the situation that he's in, we haven't really been able to see it. Well, those, I wouldn't say excuses because I think there's a lot of validity to him, but all of that goes out the door. You're in a perfect situation if you're Matthew Stafford, and now you have to prove it's on you now to show why we still consider you an elite quarterback, even though when it comes to postseason and wins, it hasn't really shown up uh, on your resume over the last, you know, your career, your entire career. Vinny, thanks for jumping on. Great stuff as always. Really appreciate it. All right. Yeah, you guys too. Uh, Have a great week, guys. You too. There goes our buddy Vinny Bonsignor. Rodney, you asked for it. You want me to shout some of these drivers out? Shout them. You want to hear it? 
Yes, I do. Uh, Matt Jose, 31. Right on. Driving a big brown truck in Vegas. Talk to me, baby. Uh, D is a driver and just tells me don't F up the haiku today. Uh, ha That's what I'm talking about, Freddie. Uh, there go, D. You're on my side. Nick tweets, says uh, he's a UPS driver, listens every day from noon to three. Right on, Nick. Jesse Becerra. Come on, Jesse. Come on with it. He says, hey, I drive a trash truck for the city of L.A. Does that count? And we love you. And we love you. Okay. And uh, let's see. Bird game. What about heavy equipment operators? Do they Come count? Come on now. Come on. Heavy equipment. I love some heavy equipment, Fred. Damn right you do. I've you- been known to carry some heavy equipment I- in my day. Oh, you've handled some. Yes. And handled it quite nicely. Come on now. Alex Fessia of the Dodgers, 2 o'clock. So psyched. Here's a guy that grew up in a town in the mountains of San Diego County, pitched last night at Petco Park. Lights out. It's a great story. We're excited to talk to him. That's right, Rodney P. Fred Rogan on a hump day Wednesday. Coming at you. Big shout out to our, uh, all of our listeners. Absolutely. It was a special shout for all our truck drivers out there today. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're getting ready for Alex Vesey at top of the hour. So quickly, before we break and get set for him, story developed about 45 minutes ago. I want to point it out. Remember the controversy with Rachel Nichols at ESPN and Maria Taylor? Yes. Maria Taylor ultimately left ESPN, signed a deal with NBC Sports. Uh, they couldn't come to contract terms. So she left, went to NBC Sports. So you think, what happens to Rachel Nichols? That That's over. They've canceled her show. The jump is canceled. And they've taken her off all NBA coverage. That doesn't mean that she won't be involved with the network in some way. But uh, they've removed her from NBA coverage. And that would tell me that there was a backlash from the league. When they really yeah. evaluated everything, the league jumped in and said, okay, we, we, we don't want to continue like this. So they're going to create a new show for her. And, you know, she was having a conversation with someone, didn't know the camera was on. Her microphone was being recorded. An employee at ESPN found it, a producer there, sent it around, and that's how this all came out. So Maria Taylor came out looking pretty good. She got a new job. She's very thrilled. Don't know what she's getting paid. Well, but- I mean, Maria, first of all, Maria Taylor is good. Yep. And Maria Taylor has been professional and, and done her gig, and she got dragged into this. So she didn't do anything to warrant any of this. She She got dragged into it. By Rachel Nichols. It wasn't like they had a feud or anything like that. Rachel, Rhea Taylor is just doing her job. And with the ESPN taking her off all NBA coverage, what do you think of that? I, I think it's, it's it's hard because you know, first of all, you you know, her job was interacting with NBA players. I mean, the show was NBA players on the show, and even though you know several of them, you know, came to her defense and and. But she also was interviewing guys at halftime and and, and during breaks of the games, in-game interviews. So um, there was a backlash from a lot of those guys from that comment. It wasn't just a flippant comment. It was it was a comment that she, I think, she thoroughly believed, unfortunately. And that didn't sit well with where we're going today, where things are going today. And, and so, you know, I, I look. It, this is still this is a business. ES, ESPN is making a business decision right now because how many how many players are going to refuse to do shows with her or be a part of that show or interviews with her going forward? I'm sure that's where they got it from. A lot of NBA guys say, "I'm dealing with her anymore." Sports.
Grew up in the mountain community of Alpine, San Diego County. So much fun to watch. Excited to have him. Dodger reliever Alex Vessia joins us at the top of the hour, so that means our daily spirituality will move down a bit today. Still the haiku at two, Fred. Okay. 